0: Philadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined with two guys who are depressed about the Phillies. Oh, wait, they don't give a damn because E A G L E S Eagles. What's up, guys? Uh,
1: I think the truth lies somewhere in between for me, but we have an hour to talk about that. This is uh Chuck Siders. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia.
2: And this is Gene Z-Like. You can find me at Producer Gene. And I've just been trying to come up with creative ways to torture Mr. Met. Right. <laughs> sure, sure. Let, uh, like,
1: physically torture? Like, Mr. Met, like, in A Cat of nine tails. No, no not
2: Maiden. physical torture. That's not my style. I want to psychologically, like, mess with Mr. Met. I want what him to you be come like... What up with so far, Gene? Any, any, um, any crackerjack ideas? Blackmail is mostly what I'm leaning towards. Somehow I want to get him in a compromising position... And then photograph it and then hold him uh, for ransom or over. Ah, so you or
0: just... don't yet have the opportunity to blackmail Mr. Matt. You're just still. No,
2: I'm trying to encourage all like attractive females that I know to maybe like try to seduce Mr. Met. Oh,
0: you you want a sexy decoy. You want to take something out of yeah. Mori Povich's book yeah. and get a yeah.
2: sexy
1: decoy in the waiting room. Yeah. See, I was totally going Reynolds pamphlet from Hamilton. That's what I thought you were setting Mr. Met up for.
2: Yeah. Well, Gritty did get a belly ring. So, (laughs) what happened gritty uh got it gritty i guess like in his like summer of sexy girl thing that he's got going on (laughs) um he decided to get his his belly button pierced and he put it out on uh social media and he he like showed himself like you know flipping his hair back and then he revealed his uh his green belly button had a had a piercing so i think it's probably something he did while he was on vacation in wildwood or something so but uh, I mean, it nice. It doesn't get infected. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you <laughs> well, clean that, gritty.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty, uh, you know, gangrenous. Uh, but <laughs> I think that's um, just just him, though. I don't know. That's true. And also, I'm I'm pretty sure it's hashtag hot girl summer, and <laughs> yes. it, it, it's not like gritty the summer of like. You know, just numerous affairs.
2: When we were t- when we were talking about it at work, um, they did. They, somebody told me to, to search that hashtag, and d- don't do that at work. Just take my <laughs> advice. Wait till you get home and you're on your own internet before you start searching hashtag hot girl summer. Just you know, our we, friendly. We do influence.
1: run a public service here, so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Well, I was, uh
0: you know. I was literally uh, walking through the desert, but we are um, figuratively walking through the desert of this baseball season and out over the dunes is the shimmering oasis of Eagles football. We can see it in the distance, but can we get to it? And we got a little taste of it with a preseason game on Thursday. How excited were you for this preseason? Were like, you abnormally excited for this preseason game? No. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: I was excited it was here. I was excited it's like, you know, preseason football is here. The start of football season is here. You know, made me want to go out and buy some, like, freaking apple cider or something and feel like it was fall. But, you know, I I was happy that this arbitrary – Change of seasons had, had started, but my interest in the game was pretty much zero, and the fact that Carson Wentz wasn't going to be playing, yeah. you know, that that pretty much sealed it.
2: When I saw Deshaun Jackson in, like, a black t-shirt, that's when I suddenly lost almost all interest. Like, 12 of the starters didn't even play. We would—what we would, what I would have rather had the Eagles play in the Hall of Fame game when, like— those guys that play in that game, because it's basically 4th of July weekend, um, they <laughs> there are no people that you've ever heard of. They they just find like plumbers and electricians in Ohio and stick them in NFL uniforms and, and make them play in, in Canton, Ohio. Um, that game is dreadful. So it was, it was surprising to me uh, to see the Eagles. I, I can't remember the last time in the first playoff game the starters didn't even play a series. Um, Not that I'm complaining because bubble wrap that shit as far as I'm concerned. Um, I I know the the NFL to me is kind of changing direction with how they're doing the play preseason. A lot more teams are doing those like controlled practices. uh, But they don't want to give up that fat, fat cash cow that is season (laughs) ticket holders having to pay for preseason games. So I don't think preseason games are going to go away anytime soon. But I think they're going to, you know, for as uninteresting as they already are um i think they're gonna get more uninteresting so I, I don't know how you fix that they're just crap um i was excited because i i fall into this trap every year i always forget that preseason football is so bad because like <laughs> they don't show any plays you know and they you hear the the announcers have to say uh well you know they're these are not scripted these are these are not, you know, they don't game plan for these things. Well, like, no shit, but, like, God, it's awful. Like, it just makes you appreciate, like, all of the work that goes into game planning to make games seem interesting during the NFL. Plus, you have to watch referees kind of warming up. So right out of the gate, there's a flag on, on the first play. I feel like you should not call penalties in preseason games.
1: Like That sounds like midseason forum for the refs from last season, though.
2: Yeah. Like, you, 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 like, take notes and then, like, give them to the coach afterwards. Kind of like a, you know, we all did theater, and sometimes you just need to get a run in where, like, you, like, let all the mistakes just happen. Don't,
0: don't interrupt me. Just let's just let it flow and see what happens.
2: Right. Like, I feel like for preseason games, the referee should just take notes, and then at, like, halftime, you just hand the coach all of the penalties you would have called. And then they can go back and look at the tape and be like, oh, yeah, you were definitely holding there. But, like, don't call them. Like, they <laughs> they don't, we don't need that. Like, just let them play. Uh, that, that's my feeling. That also will never never go over. But it just, uh, it's just so annoying to have to watch just that bad of football. And by the time you get into the second quarter, it's just unwatchable. And even um, – if I was listening to most of the game on the radio because uh, I, I had to work late. So I was coming home during the second half, I guess, uh, I actually stopped and had dinner and watched most of the third and fourth quarter, uh, like, at a restaurant. The restaurant was dead, and it had a big big sign, Eagles football here. And I walked in, I was like, oh, it's going to be hopping. At least there's going to be people here to watch the game with. No, it was, like, me and, like, one off-duty uh, firefighter that were watching the game. Like, that. that was it. And he was from Tennessee originally. He was a Tennessee fan. Like, he was there because he wanted to watch the Titans. So... Ugh, I hate preseason football. So you watched the whole game? Well, in pieces, yeah. I watched probably the okay. first quarter from you, you work. You listened and...
0: to slash watch pretty much the whole thing? Yes, yes. Chuck, how much of the game did you view? Um, Just from like talking... a casual fan perspective at this point, like you're you you know, you're an Eagles fan, you're checking in Is... half, quarter. I mean, there's
1: a difference between how much I watched and how much I paid attention to. Fair. I would say... Not, I mean, I'd say first quarter and a half paid attention to the first quarter. You yeah, know, but really, my my pulse was low the entire time. I I was in preseason mode as well. Yeah. So did that's you funny. want? To... Well,
0: on. I was going to say that's funny, Gene, that you you know you went to a bar that that advertised was showing the Eagles game, and there wasn't really. Um anyone there watching it I was in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I found an Eagles bar like the Eagles bar of Scottsdale was just around the corner from my hotel and they they host Eagles fan club West and the bar was packed with Eagles fans, everyone wearing eagles jersey they were they were doing Eagles cheers um at every opportunity uh it was it was crazy. I mean, like they were watching it like it was a regular season game, and everything was on the line.
2: Now, did you get the call? Like, because it was a local, a local broadcast here. It was Scott Graham and whoever they. Put yeah, on.
0: no. What they had to do was they had it streaming, um, like over a computer that was put up to the monitors around the bar. Okay. Um. So that's that's. A, but you know, I'll tell you what, man. Every commercial break, it was like. They were playing the Eagles fight songs, and and the the leader of the group was a very magnanimous person, and he was leading Eagles cheers. Uh, it's pretty pretty. I mean, it's kind of cool, actually. I mean, I,
2: I said to somebody the uh, the other day. I think I said it to somebody at work. Um, I said, you know, there's Eagles bar. Like, well, no matter where you go in the world, like you could probably find an Eagles bar. Like, which I think is kind of. S- Oddly unique to Philadelphia fandom, uh, I think there are other places that you can go where there will be, like, out-of-town tan- fan bar, But there are Philadelphia th- sports bars, lots and lots of major cities. I know there's one in Pittsburgh. I know there's one in Chicago. I know there's one in New York. I know there's a bunch out on the West Coast. Um, you don't necessarily—and maybe it's because I'm not a member of that fan club but or fan base. like You don't hear about the Philly— um, Jacksonville Jaguars bar, like you can't
0: go to the well, That's ja- The low hanging fruit. Well, <laughs> well I, I, when I worked in Virginia Beach, we did like right across the street was a Steelers bar.
2: Okay, but and I and I buy that. You know, there are probably certain fan. There's probably a Cowboys bar in most and most towns. There's probably uh, a, a Steelers bar in most places, but. Uh, you know not it's n- it's nice to no not feeling <laughs> it's nice to be in that upper echelon of fandom where if I was ever forced to be in another part of the world that I know that I'm gonna be able to find my tribe somewhere around, so if I was ever relocated located to Scottsdale, God forbid uh although I hear its a dry heat, so you know maybe that's nice um. I'll be able to find my people and I'll be able to, to go and watch the game with other people that are like minded.
0: So now let me ask you what you guys would have done in my situation here. All right. So I, I was not prepared to be at this type of event. I was prepared to go to a Phillies game out there. So uh, I open up my suitcase. What am I going to wear to this bar? Here are my options. I have a Phillies Bryce Harper shirt. I have a Sixers shirt, just a shirt that I threw in my bag. I don't have an Eagles t-shirt, but I do have a green t-shirt. The only issue is I wore it the day before.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> what 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 would you wear?
1: I oh, I'd probably rule out the green t-shirt, and I would go. I'd go Phillies Harper, uh, shirtsy.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that I would go Sixers shirt just because I feel like you could walk in there and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, the Sixers. And they want to they're going to want to talk about the Sixers and they're going to be upbeat about it. I feel oh. like you walk <laughs> into the to a bar with a with a Harper jersey, uh, either He's you're bringing to, up some
0: like negative. Either people memories. are going to be like, oh, God,
2: you know, you know, maybe you've got some other baseball fans in there. And they're going to want to, like, call them overrated or you've got Phillies fans are going to want to like bitch because the team sucks. So, uh I think it's hard. I think there's even just NBA fans in general are going to want to say nice things about the Sixers right now. So I think that's what I what I would go. But that's just because if I'm on if I'm traveling, I want to bring less negative attention to myself and more positive attention to myself. But that could be like my little man syndrome that I got going on.
0: Yeah, I went with the, I went with the Sixers shirt just because I kind of really wanted just a full. Uh, like a sorbet palate cleanser from the Phillies for that night, so I went with uh, I went with the Sixers shirt. But anyway, that was my Arizona
1: story for the trip. Um, Gene, uh, I just have to pop in. Gene, you did convince me that the Sixers shirt was the right call. I would have shown up in the Harper shirt, and it would be yeah, it would just be complaining about the fills when I I should be out celebrating the Eagles. So yeah.
0: And you, you don't wear you don't wear the same shirt two days in a row in 115 degree heat, whether it's dry or wet heat.
2: Yeah, no, no <laughs> I, I, I think we all knew that that was probably <laughs> the bottom of the options. All
0: right, so the big takeaway from uh, from the preseason game, or at least you know if you're listening to the news or the radio, uh, Nate Sudfeld uh, got injured, and he's going to be out for six weeks. Oh, you see. Day.
1: Based on the conversation I heard, I was pretty sure it was a career-ending. <laughs> and
0: um... oh, you listen to WIP? Yeah, <laughs> ah, got it.
2: See, I was going to say the big takeaway that I had was that Josh Adams might not be in the top five running backs on the Eagles. That's that was my That's big takeaway.
0: True, right? <laughs> did we
2: need? Did we need any like ends <laughs> about it or? Well, I was kind of hoping that Mike, this might be the year that Wendell Smallwood doesn't make the team, but I, I don't
0: know. I think there's a good chance of that too. I think there's a good chance of that too. Um, but yeah, Nate Sudfeld he broke his left wrist
2: on a cheap shot. Like that was a cheap shot. Like there is no need for that kind of a hit in a preseason game. All right.
0: So this is what I want to talk about. The, this is one of my. Uh, I have a couple of proposed preseason rule changes. Uh, that I think will make everyone's time traveling through the preseason a little more palatable. What Like a roughing penalty in preseason needs to carry not just a flag. It needs to be fined, seriously, especially on a quarterback.
2: See, what I was thinking was what you should do, the rule should now be that there should be some uh, other person that you tackle – Instead of the quarterback during preseason. <laughs> that you put another low ranking person who is trying to make the team in the backfield and that the um they have to chase him and the quarterback has to throw the ball before he gets tackled.
0: Why don't you raffle off that opportunity?
2: <laughs> like to <laughs> to my enemies or to Mr. Met? Like who
0: would get that opportunity? <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun to go out there for a couple plays,
2: try to run around as the quarterback. But, yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, you have to, like, do all of the things that, like, you would, like, the quarterback does. Do like you have oh, to she's... be sort of, like, his mirror? Like, you have to try to, like, a shadow, yeah. And you would probably put him, like, in a different colored jersey. And that way, like, the lineman could still have somebody, like, tackle, like, the defensive lineman, but the quarterback would probably not get, like, hurt. I know part of it is, like, I guess quarterbacks need to have, like, that sense of, like, they're in danger, like, in preseason. I, I, I don't know. Like, just, I, I like quarterbacks to all be healthy in week one. Well, we
0: have the technology. Don't you think the quarterback could maybe be on the sideline or something doing it and like, his hologram <laughs> of what he's doing on the field? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like a robot now. We've gone from designated CTE
1: sufferer to, like, a robotic tackling dummy. Ooh, okay, so we get a tackling dummy, right? We put no, it on I a No, I want Roomba. it to be a
2: real person, Chuck. I don't <laughs> want it to be just some, some like, prosthetic person. Like, I want it to be, like, a real like, live, breathing human being that you tackle. <laughs>
0: so, okay. We, in- still, we still need, we still have the bloodthirst when we're watching it on TV, right? Is I mean, it-, it,
2: it could be prisoners. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so we're combining we're combining football with the running man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, well, I you mean, put it. I mean, like you could put like an anklet on them so they can't like run away. It's an
0: interesting um, <laughs> ethical quandary. God,
1: you know, if this came about, you know, the right time, Michael Vick could have been one of these people.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, but like, imagine like how much better the defensive line, how much. Like they would, their acuity would be so good if they have to like chase Michael Vick instead of Nate Sudfeld. Like that would be that would be great. It would also be or, Tim Tebow could be this person. Like he could do this for many teams. He could he could travel the country this as is not a, tackle, a coveted
0: ta- position. Gene,
2: like I, I, <laughs> I know we're talking about it. Like it's well, no, I know it's not coveted, but it would protect quarterbacks, and I feel like the NFL would be kind of interested if it protects quarterbacks.
0: All right, so you're not interested in just putting like flags on the quarterback and playing flag football?
2: I feel like that's kind of soft.
0: (laughs) Not like tackling prisoners. (laughs) You're right, Gene. It is kind of soft in comparison. I mean, they only Um, do that
2: at practice where they make them wear those ugly red jerseys.
0: Didn't we have an issue in the preseason, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, with the Ravens? Didn't Ah. someone take a cheap shot on Wentz?
2: Yeah, I feel like yeah. they we get we have cheap shots taken on on our quarterbacks every preseason. Which annoys me because most of the time we don't we don't play any of the teams that we see in preseason during the regular season, so there's no point in hurting our quarterbacks. Or it's the Jets and they suck, so although they might be better this year, but generally they suck and we have to play them every year in the preseason. I just
0: so do you know what the final score of the preseason game was? It's 27-10. We lost, right? Yes, we did Do, lose. Does anyone care? No. <laughs> Although, I mean. like, have,
2: so you listen, have you ever listened? Have you ever listened to those people that are like, "Oh, you don't want to lose all the preseason games because you go in with bad momentum"? It's so pointless. Do you know how many preseason games the Detroit Lions won the year they went zero sixteen? Four. That is correct, Chuck. They won all four of their preseason games and then lost all of their regular season games.
0: It means nothing. I have... I have some additional content about that in my penalty box this week. Ooh, a little penalty Ooh. box teaser. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the Lions are prominently featured in my penalty box.
2: So, Dave, if, if, if tackling prisoners or uh, other National League East mascots was not your solution to keeping the quarterbacks safe, did you have another idea?
0: No. It was just so my. my so, two my ideas idea is were, the best.
2: That is the best idea then. What's that? So, my idea is the best.
0: Yeah, my ideas were fine for uh, fine players for roughing penalties in the preseason, and maybe a higher fine if it's against the quarterback, um, and the, or just put put a put a red jersey on the quarterbacks.
2: Do you think that put de- flags on them? Do you think that defensive coordinators would say to their players, "Like, I'll pay your fine if you go and kill that guy"? I, or, not I don't kill. Know. I mean, I somebody's mean, like, paying it. That's right? That's hyperbole. Like, if you go and crush that guy, like. I mean, we live in a in a world where like the entire coaching staff of like the New Orleans Saints once had to sit out a year for for putting bounties on players. So, yeah,
0: but that's why you don't really play your division in preseason, right? Like that's that's a thing, right? You don't play teams from your division in preseason, right? I'll tell yeah, you what,
2: though, you would make me care a whole hell of a lot more about preseason if we got to play like the Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys in the preseason.
0: Yeah, like, no, that's a terrible I, idea. Then yeah, I that, would, that would care. Be the
1: dirtiest thing in the world. Oh,
2: but- <laughs> You tell me you wouldn't want to watch that, though. Like, you wouldn't want to watch us and, and Dallas, like, in the preseason where, like, a bunch of scrubs could just go out there and slaughter each other? Like, that would be must-see TV. It would be like the XFL, like, with, <laughs> with like, actual NFL players well, or hopeful NFL players. Like, then you would really see, like, the bottoms of the lineups, like, trying to show up and win a position.
0: It would certainly... Um
2: can you imagine yeah, if buddy right. Ryan I mean, you have to
0: watch it
2: can you imagine if Buddy Ryan used to be able to coach against Jerry uh not Jerry uh, Jimmy Johnson in the preseason that would have been insane
1: yeah they, they'd give somebody a one-day contract and they' go you see that guy standing over there on the sidelines yeah that's Troy Aikman your assignment on this play is to go out and straight up tackle him. Right. I know he's not the quarterback in this game. And you're just an running. offensive
2: lineman, but I don't yeah. care.
1: <laughs> just take off running.
2: God, that would that would, that would would make me want to care about preseason football. But it just goes to show that you shouldn't care about preseason football. So for those of you listening that think I've lost my mind, I am just saying all of these absurd things to make you realize, like, preseason football is stupid. And it shouldn't exist. But the reason it exists is because the NFL is greedy and they want season ticket holders to pay for extra games that don't mean anything. And most of those tickets right. end up going to people that don't want to go to them anyway.
0: So remove that from the equation. R- remove the greedy ticket revenue from the equation. What Do you think players need preseason games?
1: In, in an ideal world, Yes. Um, I I know I brought this up on the show last year, but it does seem to be a recent trend in the NFL, maybe the last five years, give it or take. As preseason becomes more and more pointless, those first two weeks of the season, maybe even three, are sloppy as hell. Like and occasionally that can be fun with you know unexpected upsets and you know, it is crazy kind of games. But those first couple weeks are really sloppy. And I, I think you really need to get in some game action, you know, play against some somebody other than your own defense or own offense. But at this point, they're not really utilizing it. So our starters didn't play game one. They're not going to play game four. And how many series do you think, you know, Wentz gets in game two? two yeah three three, i think yeah and the third uh if he he looks
2: really good on the first series that might be all he does
1: yeah yeah if you have a sustained drive against a defense that's playing together for the first time (laughs) if you have a sustained drive and look
0: good that's it you're done but here's the other thing right so lane john they've already said that lane johnson and dallas goddard are not playing any more games in the preseason right so are we sticking Wentz out there in the preseason against dudes who need to make a name for themselves with No Lane Johnson to protect them
2: and no Jason Peters to protect him because God knows he's not going to play either.
0: Right. So you got Jordan Mailata and I don't know who who's on the other side the the rookie.
2: Yeah, killer. Yeah. See, I think there in a per-
0: I think in a
1: perfect world, you know, there should be like one preseason game that matters, like. You know, the third preseason game of the year. Remember when that was a big thing? Like the only one worth watching? Now even that, not really worth watching. Have one, like, true preseason game. One, you know, to suss out the extra men, backup players, that sort of thing. And then start the season. I think that would be ideal. Right now, it's, you know, four pretty pointless games.
0: So here's the other idea. What if instead of preseason games, we just did these, um, I don't know what you call them, joint practices?
2: Yeah, that's what I was just going to bring up, is that I think that if we took away preseason in the sense of, of what we have, you're going to see teams do more of that. And I think that the reason that will be better is because those will be in a more controlled environment. Uh, the, the way that those usually work, from what I understand, is it's much more situational, um, you know, like kind of the coaching staffs are like they get together beforehand. And they're like, these are the kinds of things that we want to see from each side. And then they go out and they, they evaluate based on kind of what they want to see. So it's a lot more controlled and therefore, I th- would hope, a lot more safe um, because obviously there, there's less of that adrenaline from being in uh, in front of, a you know, 25,000 people or however many people show up at an actual preseason game.
0: Yeah. Um, and then last idea, some sort of gentleman's agreement that uh, we're gonna play top, top like your one line against your one line, your two line against your two. so there's no of this starters playing against you know third tier backups and vice versa. Cause I feel like that's when things start to get weird, is when you know you, you're you're starting offense is playing against a second string defense and, you know, guys are really pushing the pedal to the metal to try to make an impression or do something extraordinary and bad things happen.
2: Right. in both, in both ways it's, it's guys that are now trying to keep pace with, with people that are way out classing them at this point, you know, you've got these, these fourth or fifth round picks that are out there and, and probably are not seasoned enough yet to go up against like a Julio Jones or something. And they end up blowing a hamstring and vice versa. You have a guy that just gets a, a, you know, you see Julio Jones coming across the middle and he just happens to get a lucky shot and decides to take his head off and, and, and gives him a concussion and costs him six weeks of the season. Well, that's bad for the Falcons. That's bad for, um, the NFL. that's bad for everybody. If your star players of the league are not able to, to play, um, You know, the only thing it's good for is talk radio content.
1: Yeah, And no, I I think that idea of a gentleman's agreement makes perfect sense. It's from an entertainment standpoint. And then also, you know, the, the exact situation you're describing, you know, somebody who has little to no shot of making the NFL or might think they're a little more borderline than they actually are playing against you know a offensive line that doesn't think much of him and then all of a sudden you got somebody in with a clear shot and Carson Wentz and he go you know and he can't even blame the dude of like hey here's a you know pro bowl quarterback and here's my chance to to lay him out and get a highlight reel or at least something to tell my kids someday you know it's right. it's going to be really hard for that right. dude to ease up and just take him to the ground gently
2: yeah, to not to not lay him out coming across the blind side. Of course you want to put that on tape. Of course you do. Yeah. You want some if you get cut, you want some other defensive coordinator somewhere else to see that and be like, call that guy, man. Like, I uh, that guy's maybe got something. Bring him in for a look.
1: Yeah, like some somebody with the Giants or the, you know, Washington or the Cowboys, you know, they just see that and go, "Huh, you know, we need somebody from the practice squad and you know, here's something you know to get the gang foul. You know, fired up. Look the way he took out Wentz. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, there's a lot of incentive if you're a borderline player to just go. You know, balls to the wall against a a starter.
2: All right. Um. So before let's... before we leave this topic, though. Oh, okay. What is your, what is your anxiety level with uh the Eagles' quarterback situation? In all seriousness, with Nate Sudfeld probably being out, let's just be realistic or be honest with ourselves, we're talking like week four, week five. So, you know, getting into October, you don't have Nate Sudfeld as your backup quarterback. What's your anxiety level with, with the fact that you're going to have to go into the season most likely with just uh, Carson Wentz and some some guy behind him, for lack of a better term?
1: Uh. 15% if that it's I, I'm not somebody who's feeling like another injury to Carson is inevitable. You know, I think if Wentz goes down, we're screwed anyway, but you know, get him out there. I think the, the most con, you know, concern concerning thing is, Hey, you got some mop up duty, you know, Eagles take a, a big lead, you know, going into, you know, the 10th minute of the fourth quarter, and I don't know. A lot of people can hand the ball off. So I, I'm I'm not very concerned if this were, you know, okay, Wentz has a, a nagging knee issue or like an ankle that we expect him to maybe struggle. But I think he's healthy. I think the, the story is he's healthy coming into the season. So no, I'm not concerned.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty much at zero for a lot of those same reasons. I just think if Wentz goes down, you're screwed anyway. It's not like Nate Sudfeld, you know, w- w- was going to take you to the Super Bowl. Come on. So, How about Eugene?
2: What do you attribute uh, – I'm, I'm, I agree. Like, if Wentz goes down, you've got bigger problems than whoever was backing him up. Like, that's – I think he can get through a month without getting hurt. Yeah. I mean – well, I think he, I honestly think that would,
0: would be anyway. So I,
2: I really believe that Carson Wentz can get through this season without getting hurt. Like, that's how I feel like I have to approach this season. I can't approach the season with, well, in week 11 when Carson goes down because teams are not built that way for a reason. Like, there's a reason why it is not the NFL norm to have. a a, a dynamic duo at the quarterback position. You don't see teams carrying two ones, investing the kind of money you would have to invest in the roster to carry two starting quarterbacks, Because the expectation is that your your starting quarterback is going to carry you through the entire season, or you're going to be screwed. Um, But I guess here is my question, maybe more towards the psychology of Philadelphia. What do you attribute the immediate reaction of, we need to go and sign Sam Bradford? We need to go and sign uh, Colin Kaepernick. We need to go and sign Josh Johnson. What do you think? What is that in us as a fan base? You know, using the regal us. What is that in us? Because there's no logic in it. If we bring in Colin Kaepernick tomorrow, he's not going to know the playbook in time to help when the actual problem exists. So... Why do we even want to spend the money to bring in a $10 million guy that's going to have to spend a month learning the place before he's any good to us? That That's my my question, especially when you just paid a guy $100 million. Why do we do that? What is it about us that is it – I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: Well, we were worried about having content for this show. You know, diagnose the mental psychosis of the uh, Philadelphia sports fan. That's – that, that's a whole podcast in and of itself um i don't know it's it's the curse of a passionate fan base you know it's it's when emotion overtakes logic you see the backup go down you're like whoa shit like now we're screwed you know what happens if Wentz gets hurt we've lost our safety um you know our safety net our security blanket with Foles being down in Jacksonville. So people are scared. People are scared, and they're being reactionary. And it happens. You know, I'm not going to tell you that it didn't occur to me. Like, when Setfield went down, I was like, let's hope it's nothing major. And then I think when I heard, like, four to six weeks, I immediately thought of, like, four to six in-season weeks. Like six games, you know. That's that's practically half the season. What if Carson does go down? We have a good team. Like, are we squandering an opportunity? And then I stopped panicking and went, nah,
0: it's fine." You know, <laughs> like I so- think when you hear that a quarterback broke his wrist, it's you know the initial reaction to that is like, "Hey, you need that. You need that <laughs> wrist." Like you're throwing a football. You need the wrist. But then it's like, oh, wait, you hear later. Oh, yeah, it's this non-throwing hand. Okay. And it's four to six weeks. Like, okay, all right, we're going to get through this. It's going to be fine. But you don't call a radio (laughs) station to talk about it. You're not the person that wants to, to say, I need to sound off on how not worried I am about this. No, the person who goes, yeah, let's use this as an excuse to get Colin Kaepernick or whomever bridgewater like whoever's floating around there out there that person gets the megaphone
1: <laughs> i do want to hear that wip caller though it's sitting on hold for 45 minutes like <laughs> uh you know chuck from narstown go ahead uh yeah i just want to say i'm not too concerned um i'll hang up and listen <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. If you look, if you want to say some stupid shit on, on the radio, you really got to want to It's like easier for us to put together this podcast and post it than it is to get through on one of these stations to espouse off on whatever it hell weird idea you have cooked up in your brain. So, I mean, I think that's we're, we're hearing probably not the majority
2: because you got to figure when that happens, if you're the guy who's sitting on WIP's Twitter account that night, you go. Well, shit. Here's a way I can get some cheap views or some cheap True. likes or whatever. I'm just gonna throw out whichever crap quarterback is sitting in the pen that I can think of. So yeah. it's like got Kaepernick, Tebow. Well, can
0: McNabb come out of retirement? <laughs> oh, can we assemble a quarterback robot? Uh, which Which one of these sounds best to you? Ooh,
1: if you really want to juice the ratings, go, can the male cheerleader play quarterback? There you go. Oh, man, that's like three days that's of content like, right that's there. That's
2: like all of Twitter just converging. And... You can't
0: date the cheerleader, but can you be the cheerleader? <laughs> was, was that a topic on a show? No, well, isn't that the, the like the rule of, like, all football, like, the player isn't allowed to date the cheerleader, but if you are the cheerleader, then
2: (laughs) can you then date the cheerleader? So like, is this so meta that like, (laughs) or can you occupy the same body? Oh, like be the football player and And the the cheerleader cheerleader at the same time. Oh, I gotcha.
0: I was was moving too fast.
2: Is this an elaborate
1: ruse to date a cheerleader, though?
2: (laughs) See, I feel like Like, that's...
1: I would watch that rom-com.
2: That's the 80s movie that never got made, was like, hey, I'm going to become an NFL cheerleader because I used to be a quarterback and I wasn't allowed to date the cheerleader I was in love with, so as soon as I retire or instead of making the team, I'm going to be a cheerleader. And it was probably starring Matthew Modine, and whatever other girl was hot in the '80s. Yeah, what?
0: What? what uh, you got a title? You got a title for this uh,
2: proposed film? Under under center. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Which kind of sounds like it's kind of sexy, but doesn't have anything to do with the content of the film.
0: All right, <laughs> right, right on. I lost my. Uh... Lost my train of thought. All right, can we move on from
2: the Eagles? Yeah, we're only forty <laughs> minutes into the show. We might might as well talk about something else. Uh,
0: so we start recording uh, at ten p.m. on on a Sunday here. So what what is on the T? What was on on the TV uh, before we started recording here? Did you have the Phillies game on because they were on ESPN tonight, or did you have Arena Bowl thirty two on featuring the Philadelphia Soul?
1: I had the Phillies on, um, before you made it optional. I was going to say I had some bullshit on, um, but that perhaps could apply to both. Yeah. Uh, so I was watching the Phillies. I,
2: I found a YouTube channel that puts up, uh, NFL games from the eighties, the entire game. So I was watching uh Tampa Bay versus like the New York jets from, I think 1986. All
0: right. And I was watching the arena bowl. Yeah. Um, which for anyone who cares, Soul got pretty much spanked in this game um forty five to twenty seven so we lost the arena ball um, Albany was it yes, are they uh, the river rats? no, they're like the pride or something like that i don't know okay. don't know uh, yeah anyway the, uh, my point here is that it's very bizarre for us not to be tuned into the Phillies tonight thank you, Chuck, for carrying the torch for us there, but it's just. <laughs> I'm just so disconnected from the Phillies right now.
2: I think I did that to protect my heart. Like I just, it just hurts too much sometimes, and you you gotta you gotta step away sometimes. You, you just have to resist the urge to to rage. You know, after I was kind of like really enjoyed that game. What was it? friday night when's the last time we won it seems like it's been a long time i think it was friday night i was watching the game they hit bryce harper hit two home runs in san francisco it was great
0: yeah it was friday that was the game that they were chanting underrated and they had yeah. two two blasts
2: yeah no that was nice It you know flex a little but then you come out and get two hits the next day and you're like oh yeah this is why i'm done i can't take this nonsense <laughs> like you know, and the day before yeah. they had scored nine runs, they had they had got one hit. I'm like, we we are not <laughs> facing, you know, like the the nineteen fifties Dodgers rotation. Like the this is Jeff Samarja for Christ's sake. Like, get a goddamn hit. He's got a five ERA.
0: That guy baffles us. Yeah. yeah I I, and, and I know. Ass. Just like
2: every knuckleballer that's ever pitched in the league for the last thirty years. But like at some point, like You've got to figure out how to hit a guy that's got a five ERA. Like, you've got to figure out how to beat these guys. I, I'm just – this offense is so inconsistent that I, I can't – so we're going to bat Bryce Harper first with – like, I don't understand why somebody didn't march into the locker room and fire Gabe Kapler on the spot. Like, I was so mad that that worked because that's what I wanted to happen is, like, when the plan lane landed – in Philadelphia. John Middleton to meet the plane at, at on the tarmac with like the lineup card from Friday night and walk up and be like Bryce Harper first? Seriously? You're fucking fired. Get out just get on the plane and go somewhere else. I'm putting Jimmy Rollins in as the manager. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> like I was just like so mad. Like this makes no sense. We're going to put like we're going to put Gene Segura as the cleanup hitter? What is this yeah. crazy nonsense? And then it worked, yeah. and I was like, God damn it. But then it yeah. didn't work the next day. So, like, right, one day. Pull that shit one day.
0: So the Philly, so today the Phillies tied it up in the eighth, and then they promptly gave up three runs in the bottom of the eighth and lost. So, hey, fourth place, right? Behind it's, the Mets. It's not fifth. the freaking well, not yet. <sighs> so how – like, I – I I don't even, I can't even be like we've been down this road so many times with like what's wrong with the Phillies but like what are how checked out are you are, are is is season over as far as you're concerned the this is um the best I can describe it is
1: um my attitude when the Flyers we were asking the question should they lose for Hughes when we did that special episode right. it, it's because the there's no reason for optimism. Uh, We've mentioned a lot on this show, our sort of group sports chat um, and friend of the show, frequent uh, host on the show, Nico is always trying to be positive. And we shoot that shit down (laughs) every time. And not just because we want to be negative, but there's just no, there's no reason for optimism. Let's say the offense Finally wakes up and starts producing enough runs to win. By a normal standard, we have one pitcher. We have one starting line. You know, uh, starting pitcher, bullpen. We have one pitcher. So I, I keep hoping. I keep hoping that they give me a reason to care. But no, I am. Uh, I, I'm i want to be done i want to be more done than i actually am i am i am 40 percent checked out and that's gonna
0: jump up real soon
2: the we... so
0: in the race for the wild card because we might as well forget about the division uh we're just a game and a half out i thought we were two back
2: but how many people are we? This behind? may not have
0: updated with tonight's game. Like right we're
2: there. a game and a half behind, like five teams, though.
0: Well, n- not really. I mean, so the Mets and the Brewers are ahead of us
2: for the second uh, We're
0: half game. Well, we're, we're a game behind the Mets. We're a game and a half behind the Brewers. The Cardinals and Nationals are tied right there. I mean, so two. Game, I guess we're two games back. So here's. It's the- not yeah. insurmountable. It just the, the thing is, is just when you watch the team, there's nothing about it that says, "Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put together a 14 out of 15 game run like the Mets just did." It, there's just nothing there. like I don't I just don't see it on any like from day to day. It's like they're not even in the games consistently. No.
1: No, it, it's uh. Hey, there look! I got no tickets reason. for
0: Wednesday. I have tickets for yeah. Wednesday because I bought them at the beginning of the season. I, I, have, I really, I would not be going to this game if I didn't, if I hadn't bought the tickets, you know, four months ago.
2: Well, you lucked out though because that's probably going to be the one interesting game maybe this whole week because that is potentially going to be Cole Hamels versus Aaron Nola.
0: Oh, right on! Really? So that's yeah. Wednesday?
2: Yeah, that's that's the that's the I think predicted matchup for Wednesday. Yep. So that's actually oh, well, probably I'm excited. A, that's actually kind of a win for you. So you lucked out. I'll take it. But here's yeah. my here's my thought. This is what we've run up against, and uh, in a lot of years, I feel like this is probably would we would look at this as a positive. Baseball has done a lot of things since the mid '90s to try to keep as many fan bases engaged in the season as long into the season as possible. If we were having this season in 1987 or 1988, we would have been long checked out. Like, we would have checked out, like, right around 4th of July because we would have realized that the division was no longer going to be within reach. And if you don't win the division, you don't go to the playoffs. And we would have been in sell-now mode. The way that baseball works now is you can keep, like, 10 or 15 teams in your league in it for like way longer than they should be, so you've got a lot, a lot of fan bases that suddenly think that there's this this extra competition.
0: Uh, actually, Gene, if this if this season was in 1987, the Dodgers and the Braves would be in the same division in the NL West,
2: oh. and the NL
0: East would actually be wide open. We'd be chasing the Nationals and the Cardinals, just exactly the same as we are. Well, the and Nationals the would be, be in the Montreal. American League, so we wouldn't have to worry about them. <laughs> However, the Astros would be in the National League, uh, and they would be uh, fighting with the Dodgers also in the stacked NL West.
2: Yeah, and Montreal would be involved somehow. So, that does that mean Tampa Bay is in the National League? They are like? the
0: Nationals, so they would just yeah. be the. Oh, they, they would, would just, just be the Nationals. The
1: Nationals. <laughs> All right, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I love how you dropped your geeky voice to go like, "No, Gene, they are the Nationals." <laughs> like, I can't even joke anymore.
2: I should have picked, like, 1997 then. But but my point is that, like, baseball wants us to care. But no matter what baseball wants, like, I just, like, I watch the game. Like, I see how many times we've got bases loaded with one out and our three and four hitters coming up. Well, now they're their one and two hitters. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, we have Bryce Harper or, or Reese Hoskins coming up and they strike out. And they strike out back to back. Maybe you know what they should have done? Maybe they should have put like Bryce Harper, then Real Muto, then uh, uh, Reese Hoskins. Maybe that should have been the move, uh,
0: Gabe. I like, just feel like every team in, in Major League Baseball is taking advantage of this like juiced ball or whatever with ball, except for us.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. No, we don't hit. We, you have to hit the ball in order to take advantage of the juice it's ball.
0: It's so frustrating. So what's what what's a, what's a guy to do, Chuck? What do you what what should we be doing now in the summer of our discontent here? Um well, uh I often
1: take um take jeans lead and watch old games. I have a collection of old Flyers games uh, all from Amazon and well, I also have the the DVDs, but I never use those anymore. <laughs> and I will you know, go back. On, wait
0: a second. You can buy classic
1: games on Amazon. You can. You can. I have a, a collection of them. Oh,
0: wait, I didn't even know this was a thing. How do I even find
1: these? Uh, Well, search under Amazon video, Uh, the league you want to watch. Yeah. I know there's a, a decent collection of NHL games there. I have. The winter classic. Um. Those held at Citizens Bank Park. Um, That crazy What's the price range on these things—it's like a for the price of an episode of TV, like three bucks. Ninety-nine, yeah, two ninety-nine.
0: Wow, yeah. So it's just hockey. Um, my mind is blown right now. This I, is—I don't know if
1: it's just hockey, but I mean they steal most of their good ideas from from basketball. So probably NBA, but. Um, yeah, I have, uh, quite a collection. I have a, a game from 1969, I want to say, in black and white. Um, I have, uh, Leclerc, uh, returning to Montreal after the trade. Um, a handful of them, and I will go back and flip on an old game and just enjoy the the nostalgia of it. Um... And then when not doing that, I will break out uh, sports movies again. They're hockey movies for me, pretty much. Um, Miracle, Mr. Hockey, The Gordy Howe Story, which is not really The Gordy Howe Story. It's a story of how he got back into hockey. It's like a like a family. Oh, uh, that sounds not as good. It's fine if you like a good, you know, Hallmark original movie. Um Okay. But yeah, those—that's how I bide my time when uh, the fills actively anger me,
0: and there's nothing else to do for you know four more weeks. I right, put a pin in that, Gene. Do you just like jump on the PlayStation and just recreate the season the way it should have turned out?
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of times that's. I was just going to say my my the way that I kind of deal with when my teams tank is I, I simulate the teams to be better. My favorite thing to do on video games lately has been to uh, start a league with all of the the players kind of put into a big pot. And then I draft all of the superstars that I want on my team, kind of like playing a fantasy league in my own. Uh, in my own house, yeah, but funny. um being able, like uh, you know, I've got, I've had Al Horford on the Sixers for years now, so I'm just fi- I'm so glad now finally that they uh, caught up to uh, you. The reality figured- has finally caught up. You have no yeah. idea how excited I am to get an Al Horford jersey, like a legit Al Horford Sixers jersey, because he's been the best player on my my uh, NBA 2K17 game for years, years. So I'm so psyched. And uh, that's what I do. I also have like uh, right now the thing that I'm uh, been that got me through this weekend is the Premier League's back. So uh, and, and even though the MLS has been kind of good this year, if, if you're a Philadelphia sports fan, the the uh, Union is, is a first place team. I think they're still a first place team. They are. Um, so uh, I don't know what uh, they did. I don't know. I don't know if, don't know if, don't know if it was if it was, it, was, it was close enough that it would, uh, one game would affect it. But who's your
0: who's your EPL team?
2: Uh, I'm a Man City guy.
0: Oh, I'm a Tottenham. Yeah,
2: you yeah. know, a Man City guy.
0: Okay, so, Chuck, you mentioned sports movies, but what happens when uh, uh, the, your team actually starts to participate in your sports movie?
1: So, when, like, watching the Jackie Robinson story, and we have... Uh, <laughs> and we're the villain? <laughs> yes, when we're the villain, played by Alec uh, Alan Tudyk. Um, a character actor I enjoy as the Phillies' racist manager. That's that's a real bring down in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're rooting for Jackie Robinson all until one scene. It's like, all right, like, I want the Phillies to win, obviously, but it's really hard to root for him in this scenario.
0: Uh, well, I was trying to set you up for this Field of Dreams situation That's that's going to be played out. Oh,
1: I, I missed the setup. I missed the setup.
2: You are no John so. LeClair there, Chuck.
1: <laughs> but John LeClair is currently on my TV. So Nice. Since, since you brought it up. But yes, the MLB is playing a Field of Dreams game uh, in Idaho, Iowa. I don't know. I one don't
0: of think the, it's Iowa. Uh, yeah, Iowa, yeah.
2: famously in Iowa, but here's the thing that I think is a total I get wrong. those
0: eye states confused. So yeah. what's going on? There's a so there there is a real field of dreams in a real cornfield. Yeah, and it in was, a real state of it, America. It
2: was the real place where they filmed the actual movie,
0: and they're gonna they're gonna play a real like a major league baseball game that will count mm-hmm. in this field. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Wait, what's wrong? I'm wrong.
2: No, they're building oh. another major league. Uh, of like regulated stadium next to that ball field so that it's going to have stands where people can actually sit and watch the game. And it's going to be actual dimensions that were not designed for good camera angles and like for actual play of baseball.
0: So they're not going to be surrounded by corn. No, they are going to be surrounded by corn, I believe.
2: But it's going to be like, the 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 fields can be laid out differently so that you can actually have stands because there's going to be. People that are going to want to like watch the game and the way that they have like little league bleachers at that one, that's you, you would be only get like 12 fans like on each bleacher, like you wouldn't go So they have to, they're going to build. See, I was, I got suckered into this whole thing. I read all about this today. They're going to build another field next to it that's going to, because this is going to become a thing every year, don't you? But know?
0: I don't understand, isn't the whole appeal of it that they're playing in a cornfield?
2: Well, they're going to be playing near a cornfield, Dave. They're not going to be playing in a cornfield. I don't understand
0: what the appeal of that is. Just, just Guys, there's corn outside the stadium. It's le- That's
2: what I'm saying. It's less appealing. I believe that they were going to actually play a game on the actual field where they filmed the actual movie. And yeah, that's not true. if you
0: want to build more wooden bleachers, build more wooden bleachers. I, but I, I think it needs
2: to be in the corn. Right, but that I I well, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I imagine it's going to look just more like a like a minor league stadium just if you know, there'll be a, a shot from probably a drone or a blimp that's going to show that next door is this field where they shot this movie that Kevin Costner was in. They probably also don't want to disturb that in case there's going to be a sequel like Field of Dreams 2 The Nightmare. I I don't I don't I don't I don't know.
1: That is the Field of Dreams slash Children of the Corn crossover we've been all waiting for. We've
2: all been waiting for that. Uh, what do they call that? That, that film universe? That, the, oh, the,
1: yeah. <laughs> the the corn,
2: cornfield-based uh, film universe?
1: Malachi, <laughs> Malachi plays a mean shortstop, and Isaac is clearly the, the, the manager of so this So it'll team. be
2: possessed children versus undead baseball players from the early century.
1: For that, sign me up. That yeah, one I'm interested totally in.
2: Totally in for that.
0: I, look, I, I will watch this game. I will be angry about it the entire time I'm watching it, but I will watch it. Just um, for the
2: novelty factor?
0: It's just you need to see it at least once. I mean, I don't know that I'll I, – I mean, I may never watch it again if they do have it every year, uh, but I will check it out. Um,
2: I think this is what they want to be the equivalent of the winter classic for baseball. That's what I, I feel yeah. like this is what they're trying well, to do.
0: Well, you, you know, first off, uh, first, first off, I hate the movie Field of Dreams. Uh, So that's something that's really not working for me.
2: How do you hate the movie Field of Dreams? Like, I feel like of all the people to love Field of Dreams, like, it celebrates baseball. It's about fathers and sons. It's got James Earl Jones. Like, what's there not to like? I mean, there's a lot of things not to like if you
0: want. I mean, if we really want to get into it, but like the A plus number one with a bullet, ridiculous aspect of the movie is Ray Liotta. Like everything about Ray Liotta in this movie is wrong, backwards and terrible. Fucking, It's a fucking love letter to baseball and you have goddamn shoeless Joe Jackson batting right handed it's a fucking Italian guy from New York batting right-handed is shoeless Jojo. I don't understand. I don't understand it. If you give a damn about baseball at all, if you fucking claim that you love baseball and it's an important part of the fabric of America and all that bullshit, you can at least get the one piece of actual baseball lore in your movie. Right. So, right there, I don't understand how anybody can appreciate this movie at all. I mean, Joe Jackson was from South Carolina and he famously had a Southern draw. And he was left-handed.
2: And Leona is doing a New York accent. Like, he's right out of Goodfellas. Well, he had filmed that like the year before, I think. Well, you're an actor not a very good
0: actor i mean it just, it just, it's just this all bunch of it's like all other like weird stuff going on in the movie the sun in that movie is is bizarre like if you just watch the movie with the sound off and just watch like the sun and you'll be like wait it's rising here it's setting there it was just rising and now we switch to another person talking and now it's in the middle of the sky and it's
2: sunset it's all over the place so what baseball movies do you like? I mean, clearly, I, I, you've almost convinced me now that I need to go watch it again to see all this bizarre shit. I knew about the Joe Jackson thing, and uh, I, I, it's it's, not, it's maybe, like, not even in my top five sports movies of all time, Field of Dreams. There's a lot better baseball movies. Um, which baseball movies do you like? I like a lot of baseball movies. I mean, I like... Do you like Rookie of the Year, Angels in the Outfield?
0: I mean, no, not Angels in the Outfield. Rookie of the Year's Okay. I think it's got, you know, for kids, it's great.
2: Funky butt loving.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I like Moneyball. I like League of Their Own. I like The Natural. I like Major League. I like Bad News Bears.
2: I like a lot of baseball movies. Do you like which edition
0: of the Bad News Bears?
2: Chuck, you even have to ask me that question. (laughs) My my favorite Bad News Bear movies, and I'm being completely serious, it's the one, it's called uh, Back in Training, when they actually play their championship game, like, between innings? I honestly think it's between innings in the Astrodome. I love that freaking movie.
1: I only remember the first one. Yeah, there's that remember. was like
2: the, I think uh, Back in Training, I think is the, the sequel to that movie.
1: Yeah, the well, it's like the whole Rocky thing. The first one, they just went the distance.
2: Yeah, and lost. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but uh, my very seriously, one of my traditions before baseball season starts, uh, when I'm doing my um, like one of my fantasy baseball drafts, I always watch Bull Durham. Bull Durham is my favorite baseball.
0: Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, Bull Durham is my favorite baseball movie.
2: Well, it's just good to know that you're not just anti Kevin Costner. No.
0: No, I I mean I generally like Kevin Costner. I, there is it, no I, better Robin Hood. It doesn't it doesn't really have much to do with Kevin Costner as it does just I just think it's just kind of like a like a cheap like a che, like the movie takes shortcuts. It's like a yeah. cheap movie.
2: And here's my my baseball movie hot take. I think eight, 8 men out is kind of boring.
0: I've never seen 8 men out.
2: Yeah, it's kind of I think it's kind of boring.
0: Well, I mean, is Shoeless Joe Jackson left-handed in it?
2: I think he is, yeah. I think they do a much better job with Shoeless Joe in that movie.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, you know, what do you want?
1: <laughs> just as long as he's on the right side of the plate, Dave is happy.
2: I, just I, I, I had no idea what, that, like, that Dave right. was as big I a fan like, of Shoeless Joe as, as he is. Like, you you look, love some, some, some black socks.
0: Look, I, no, it's not even that. It's just like if you watch Moneyball... The players are accurately representing the pl- like the actors are accurately representing the players that they're meant to represent.
2: Well, that movie was made much more recently when they had stuff like the internet and they could do research. Back in the eighties, like you, how are you supposed to know stuff like that? Gene, stop apologizing for <laughs> your fucking dreams. H- how are they supposed to know the sun was setting and rising like that? of dreams, are, you feel, and also. Field of
0: Dreams is a MAGA hat of baseball movies.
2: Like if you say, if somebody says they, they love Field of Dreams, like you immediately dismiss any of their no, opinion, no, 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 opinions no, no, no. that come after <laughs> they open their mouth. No, let me explain. Field of Dreams is basically
0: saying, make baseball great again. It romanticizes uh, all these eras of baseball, you know, past eras of baseball. It's like, yeah, it was baseball was better back then when it was pure and white and we don't let we don't let uh, what so they didn't let a uh, Ty Cobb play on the field of dreams because he was a jerk you fixed the damn world series you can't play on the field of dreams I don't know am I going too far with this let me know if I'm going too far I, I want to watch it again because I
1: have not seen field of dreams since I was distracted by Timothy uh, Timothy Busfeld, uh <laughs> and associating him with like thirty something. So, like that's how long ago it's been since I've seen Field of Dreams. And who does he now, even play in like, that movie?
2: Is he like the evil uh, real estate guy that's trying to, to to close the farm?
1: I believe. And kind he of like is.
2: awkwardly hitting on like Kevin Costner's wife, which or... evidently, if you take out. Um... A
0: very small portion of the crop to build a baseball field, you're go this is bankruptcy time. It just seems like the the field is so big it's so vast. There's hundreds of acres of corn.
1: And wouldn't the government be paying him like corn subsidies? Does that come up in the movie? Yeah,
0: I mean there's,
2: I a, a, there's like that there's like that whole Arsenal director's really... cut where they talk about like the USDA and agriculture and all the stuff in the middle of the movie. But they cut that for time. But, like, all of that's – like, when he goes to Washington to meet Ronald Reagan, like, all that stuff gets cut. But, you know, if you build it, they will pay you subsidies. That was the first thing. If you build it, they'll pay you subsidies. But they, they cut that. Oh, You have, to, thinking, you have to get the but, Blu-ray. Like, they have the whole, the whole like
0: – And when I hear a, if you build it, they will come, that, I, that like, is cringeworthy to me. Anyway.
2: I thought we were going to do a short one tonight.
0: We did. So let's go to Chuck's penalty box.
1: (laughs) Uh, We borrowed a segment from the whip around this week. What made Dave angry this lifetime was a field of dreams. So I'm going to, you know, build off that anger and kick it right back to you, Dave, who is in your penalty box this evening?
0: Oh, I was not expecting to go first. Um, all right, the Detroit Lions' uh, social media team uh, is is in my penalty box this week for a tweet that they put out um, before their preseason game on, I guess, Thursday. Uh, they tweeted, "The Lions are twelve and four in their last sixteen preseason openers, tied for the best record in the NFL over that span." hashtag one pride uh so you have the best record in the last 16 years of first preseason games of the season does that even make sense i don't even understand that what are you bragging about win a goddamn playoff game so for that the detroit lions social media team is in my penalty box
1: all right, Detroit Lions social media team. You are getting a two-minute minor for having the perfect hashtag, One pride. Yes, the only thing you have to be proud of is that you play on Thanksgiving. All right, Gene, who is in your penalty box this week?
2: So keeping it in social media realm, um... This one is going out to Major League Baseball for all of those hashtags that you're making us all use when talking about our favorite baseball teams. Because there's nothing I want to do more after telling everyone that I know on social media uh, about how angry I am that Reese Hoskins can't get a hit with men in scoring position, but then put ring the bell right after it so that I have some sense of, like, optimism, like... I guess it was kind of exciting to do that when we were putting up 10 runs a game for that week in April. Um, But, like, now it just feels like, kind of like, the uh, tantamount to the shoulder shrug emoji, like, ring the bell. I don't know. (laughs) We we, kind of suck. Um, So, like, I, I don't know why Major League Baseball can't just have, like, the hashtag be, like, Phillies or Cubs or Brewers. Like, The teams already have names like we don't need some bizarre slogan like at least the Phillies just ring the bell like that. I guess that's kind of at least somewhat neutral, but like there's other ones that are like way more like rah 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 and I'm kind of like glad that ours isn't like Phillies win fight ph or something like god like that would be even more painful to have to write after like talking about how much i want gabe Hap- Kapler to be fired so uh for that i'm putting major league baseball social media trying to get me to get down with their stupid hashtags
1: All right, Major League Baseball, social media, you are getting a two-minute minor. Hashtag love of the game. Hashtag need more options. Hashtag the fills make me sad. Pop-up emoji. Chuck, who's in your penalty box? Uh, Well, we're going to keep on theme here, and it's going to be Major League Baseball. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be with the theme of social media but it is going to be a shout out to our fashion adelphia uh, semi-regular segment so players weekend is back and it's coming up soon and just like past years they have special uniforms because when doesn't major league baseball have special uniforms anymore
2: Oh, is this does this mean we're going to get those fun nicknames on the back chuck
1: It does. It does mean we're going to get the fun nicknames. Um, And uh, before we go into it, it's pronounced Kiki. Um, So just putting that out there. But we're going to get the fun nicknames because it's fun. You're supposed to evoke feelings of childhood back for the love of the game and what made you love it in the first place. And if you look at the uniforms, they're either stark white or stark black. That's it. Holmes wearing all white. Rhodes wearing all black. What the hell is that? Like, if you're if you're leaning into this players' weekend, this fun, you know, tying it into the the Little League World Series and the you know Little League Classic, uh, just do something fun, do something clever. I don't care that a lot of these were ugly in the past. Don't sell a fashion jersey and make it a theme for the weekend. So Major League Baseball. For going um, black and white, you're getting a double minor. Two minutes for black, two minutes for white. Be more
0: creative next year. I'll be interested to see what the players do with that. Like, if they're allowed to throw, like, whatever on to accessorize. If you you tell me
1: that, like, they're allowed to tie-dye the white jerseys... (laughs) Like, if they're allowed to do that or, like, mark them up however they want, sold. Back it, in.
2: It should be, like, one of those things, like, when you were in high school, if you had, like, a senior day or a senior game where everybody, like, came in with, like, a white T-shirt and all your friends got to sign it and you take it home as, like, a memento. Like, that might be fun, like, if they showed up and they, like, all autographed each other's jerseys. Or, like,
0: I'm going to Jackson Pollock this bad boy. Yeah,
2: yeah. That would be <laughs> kind of fun. And you could, like, see, like, you know, all the different cool autographs or whatever. That That might be kind of fun. Well, there's still
1: time. I mean, Sharpies are cheap, and they make, like, silver metallic Sharpies for the the black jerseys. So um, I know we have a a big listener group of Major League Baseball players. So, guys, get out there. Sign each other's jerseys, man.
2: Yeah, do it.
0: All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, We'll be back with you next Monday. Uh, Be sure to check us out on social media, uh, whatever platform you prefer, so long as it's Facebook, twitter or instagram and as always please rate review and subscribe to the show on itunes or wherever you get your podcast if you have any extra time in your podcast listening day be sure to check out the whip around our sister show uh it's a good time for some uh for some weird news and some comedy um and with that being said we're out of here have a great day at work everybody